50 years from the landing on the moon, space has become a place of business. And the competition of only two nations has expanded to many more and to private companies worldwide looking for opportunities in a $360 billion market. Space is our new business frontier. But to take full advantage of this opportunity, we need a new pivot in space transportation. Our current technology of chemical rockets is excellent at getting us off the ground and into space, and it is getting cheaper. But for moving things already in space, managing, maintaining, and servicing them, the technology is limited. We need to move into the realm of electric rockets with sufficient power to make satellite servicing, cargo transport, and even space debris removal fuel efficient, cost effective, and sustainable. That is the problem at Astra Rocket Company is working hard to solve, doing our part to help enable humanity's sustainable expansion into space. Welcome back to the launch desk here at Spaceways. I'm Dooner with Michael Vincent. Welcome back. It is our honor to bring on our next guest. It is Dr. Franklin Chang, DSC's chairman and chief executive officer at Ad Astra Rocket Company. And as you know, Michael Vincent, Ad Astra means through the stars. Per Aspera, Ad Astra means through hardships to the stars. Hey, COVID-19, yeah. take us to space. There you go. There you go. Yeah, so excited to have yeah. <laughs> Dr. On, uh, 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 Dr. Diaz on. Yes. So, Dr. Dr. Franklin, uh, Pura Vida, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Now, so people, if, if you are not familiar, this man has an amazing, an amazing background. He's been yeah. to space seven times. And this is a space conference, so I have to ask you, just out of curiosity, what does space smell like and what does it feel? What does it feel like to be up there? Well, it feels great. I mean, it's total uh, liberation in a sense uh, of all the things that we are used to be uh, accustomed on, on the ground. Is uh, is a tremendous sense of freedom. Um, it's a little scary in my in my view. Um, it, it makes you feel very powerful, but at the same time very weak and very um, sort of defenseless against uh, you know this uh, tremendous uh, you know space that's uh, that you you find yourself in. What does it smell like? Well, you know, space smells like. The spacecraft that you're in. So if you are in the space shuttle, <laughs> it's not like the space shuttle. If you are in uh, the space um, station Mir, which no longer exists, it smells like the Mir. And if you're on the space station, International Space Station, it, it smells like that too. So they, it's got all the peculiarities of the people who live there. <laughs> so, yes, you can't just stick your head out the window. So it smells like mac and cheese if someone's cooking that in the microwave. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And you have to be very careful what you do um, because it, it will impact everybody else. So very important in the etiquette of space as to what, you know, your behavior does have yes. a tremendous impact on everybody else right away. So. 
It's now, before awesome. we jump into at at Astro, I just have one more question, and it's being on that being on that launch pad. What is that? What does that feel yeah. like? And by the seventh time, are you sort of like, let's just get on with it? I've been. Is it old hat or is it always exciting? It's always exciting. Uh, it's almost like, uh, in a way, you you kind of learn to taste the flavors of. Uh, uh, of a meal that you really enjoy, and uh, every time you eat it, you kind of discover something a little bit new that you didn't really appreciate the time before. So the more times you fly, the more you kind of uh, take it all in, you know, the, the, the more perceptive you are. Um, when you're in space, and uh, for me, it was something that was rather familiar. So looking at the Earth, um, first time I saw the Earth from space was in 1986, Last time I saw the Earth from space was in 2002. So a, a, a lot of um, many years passed, and over the years, uh, throughout my missions, I was able to see the change in the planet. Uh, it has changed, and I was able to witness that. Wow. Well, we could go on with questions yeah, yeah. and questions. I mean, not only is he an astronaut and been there seven times, he's a Hall of Famer astronaut. Yes. He's the Yankee Clipper of... Of, of astronauts, so so to speak. But uh, so, Doctor, let's let's talk about what's going on now. What are, what are some of the things that we need to change if we're going to expand our presence in 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 space? Yes, well, it has to be it has to be sustainable. Is a word that uh, is used a lot these days, uh, but it has to be sustainable. Um, it means that uh, also it has to be democratized. It has to be able to be available to the whole planet, and not just a, you know a select a group of uh, club members. Um, so, so those two pieces are taking taking place now. Those those components are are maturing now. Uh, and the private sector. The private sector is a is a is a very key ingredient in a sustainable space economy because that that that's what really drives uh, humanity is is you know the money making ventures and the ability to turn turn it into a into a profit uh you know uh activity so yeah on the private side let's talk about ad astra your your company that you are the ceo of uh, I was reading an incredible uh, stat here. It said the rocket that one of the rockets you're working on can it can achieve with a very high exhaust speeds. It can achieve um, theoretically. It can achieve uh, reaching Mars in 39 days. Tell us a little bit about Ad Astra and what you're doing over there. Okay. Yes, I mean a new paradigm in transportation is needed. Uh, that is part of the sustainability. Um, you know, requirements is that you have to be able to to transport things and and, and of course people uh, in a more uh, sort of uh, efficient way. Right now, we're using sort of the the, the early um, you know uh, horse uh, horse and buggy uh, approach, which is you know the chemical rocket, and we need to move to steam steamboats, steam engines, and you know, as 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 we did uh, to 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 cross the Atlantic and the Pacific, um, so so the uh, this is this is the transformation that is taking place right now, and so uh, our company is is uh, engaged in developing the technology of the equivalent of the steam steam engine in, in a sense, moving away from the the horse uh, the horse and buggy uh, analogy. Um, and that is electric rockets, electric uh, propulsion, as we say it. And for reaching Mars in 39 days, you need a lot of electricity. And that electricity has to come from somewhere. 
Right now, we take it from the sun. You know, we use uh, sun, sunlight, uh, the solar power, just like we do here on Earth. But for Mars, uh, we will need uh, nuclear reactors, nuclear power uh, to, to produce electricity to drive those electric rockets uh, at very high power. Then and only then will we, we make it in 39 days. Wow. 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 Um, so you have a subsidiary in Costa Rica that focuses on renewable energy. Can you tell us a little about, about that operation and the parallels that it has with your operations there in Houston? Yes, uh, there, there are some parallels in the sense that, you know, when you when you think about the future and, uh, you know, you'll be, uh, you know, su sustaining communities on the moon and on Mars, uh, and we will need, uh, you know, transportation trucks and and and, and uh, earth diggers, you know, ditch diggers, and and we will need uh, heavy equipment. And we're not going to use diesel engines uh, for that. We're going to be using electric engines, and they're probably going to be running on fuel cells and hydrogen. And hydrogen will be the the fuel. And that is already happening on Earth. Uh, on Earth, the hydrogen economy is taking hold. The hydrogen um, is a way to store uh, the very abundant energy that we get from the sun, uh, which is solar energy and wind and so on. And we need to be able to store it. And the way to store it is to turn it into hydrogen, to, to, to break water into hydrogen and oxygen and use the hydrogen. This is what we're doing in our subsidiary in Costa Rica, moving the country to the hydrogen economy, uh, along with other countries in the region. And this is because Costa Rica doesn't have any oil or natural gas uh, resources like we do here in the United States. Uh, so, you know, it's a, it's a prime uh, 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 target for that, that sort of um, uh, move to, to, to the hydrogen economy. Now we only we only have about a couple about two minutes left, so I I, I got to go back to a little bit of my curiosity of what goes on up in those space stations. Do um, you, you do a lot of experimenting up there. I've watched some documentaries. Uh, you know, someone in the comments wanted to know if you even do maybe intimate experiments up there, eating experiments. What kind of Earth-based things are done up there? There's a lot of stuff now to learn to live, to learn to live and keep our health. Uh, I mean. Clearly, humans are, uh, they need to be cared for. They need to, uh, you know, they need to uh, be making sure that, that, that they're healthy. And so learning about our health and learning about how space affects our, our long-term survivability is very important. So that's what we're doing mostly. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Doctor. If people want to learn more about all these awesome things that you are up to, where should we send them to? Send them to our, our uh, company's website, uh, adastrarocket.com, uh, uh, um, and uh, we'll be delighted to entertain any, any questions from anyone. Again, one more time, Pura Vida, thank you so much to you and uh, Ad Astra. Thank <laughs> to you. To the stars. There you go, it. man. I, you know, I wish this was like I, I wish this was a, like a festival of space and this was going on yeah. all week and we would get like an hour or two with each uh, guest. I could have just gone on all day with curiosity questions about what goes on on spaceships. Yeah, absolutely. A absolutely. There's so many things to talk to them about. And 
I don't, I don't know where to end it. I go on forever. Exactly. Well, coming up next, because we had to end it, is, is the race for space supremacy, global pursuit of commercialization. You know, in order to get, especially if you want the private market, they got to know there's some money up there, right? There's yeah. got to be some there's gold mine. Be. There's got to be a carrot. Do you know Got to be a carrot for your rocket. What's that? You? I think he said TAM of $360 billion. I think we just learned that. Keep cowing. Travis Ryan coming up right now, right here.